friends. Are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So, Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's the Reading Bug, and I'm here to tell you that today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Scholastic and their awesome collection of acorn books, an early reader series for pre-K through second grade with subjects that will excite and engage every new reader. Some of my very favorite acorn series include Princess Truly, Racing Ace, and Hello Hedgehog, and there are many, many more. Please help support our sponsor by purchasing books from the Acorn series at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Thanks to Scholastic for their ongoing support. Hi, reader. Welcome back for part two of our Sherlock Holmes adventure, The Case of the Missing Books. Part one was released earlier, so be sure to go back and listen if you haven't already. Reading Bug Adventures is written, performed, and produced by all of us at The Reading Bug, our family-owned independent bookstore. If you love Reading Bug Adventures, please consider supporting our small business this summer with a Reading Bug Box subscription. Subscriptions are perfect for any occasion, and what could be better than a box of books personalized to the unique age, interest, and reading level of the reader? Our booksellers choose your books right from our bookstore shelves every day. Reading Bug Box brings a special small bookstore touch right to your doorstep. Subscribe today at readingbugbox.com. Or you can shop with us anytime at thereadingbug.com, where you can choose from millions of books and gifts for children and grown-ups, find recommendations from our staff, and even select custom care packages, hand-picked with love. Are you planning a summer road trip nearby Northern California? We've met so many of you during school breaks, and we'd love to see you in our bookstore in San Carlos, California. If you'll be coming by, be sure to email talkback at readingbugadventures.com and we'll be sure to have a special surprise for you during your visit. Now, before we get started with today's adventure, I want to thank our patrons. You're part of what makes Reading Bug Adventures podcast possible. To become a patron and support our work, please visit patreon.com slash readingbugadventures. Thanks also to Resonate Recordings, who does the sound mixing and mastery for our podcast, and to all of our sponsors. Okay, reader. I think it's time to get back to our Sherlock Holmes mystery and find out who's taking the Reading Bug's books, don't you? Great. Are you ready? Then count with me. One, two, three, let's fly! It's a Reading Bug adventure, there's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper, and your imaginations too. Reader, welcome back. I'm so glad you were brave enough to come back and help us finish solving the mystery of the missing books. I wouldn't want to try to solve this mystery without you, and Sherlock Holmes, of course. Intriguing. Oh, hi, Reader. Welcome back. Guess what? Our plan worked. The magic book bag was able to bring all of us, and Sherlock Holmes, back to the future and back to the Ringbug bookstore. Curious. Ever since we arrived, Mr. Holmes has been examining every nook and cranny in the store. Every little thing. Pardon me, but to a great mind, nothing is little. 
Have you had any luck proving your theory yet, Mr. Holmes? Did you ask me if I had had any luck? <laughs> Only fools rely on luck. The idea that there is a force in the universe tilting events in one's favor or against it is ridiculous. So that would be a no, then, Mr. Holmes? Correct. But we have to solve this mystery. Books are disappearing from the store as we speak. And the more books we lose, the closer we get to having to close the Reading Bug bookstore forever. You said you had a theory and that you just needed to inspect the scene of the crime. Well, now you're here inspecting. So who did it? As I said, I don't rely on luck. I observe. And I've already observed that both of the suspicious characters that you mentioned are in the store. The man in the rumpled raincoat is over there, picking up the book that he ordered. And the woman with the kitschy camera is dozing over a book in one of the chairs by the window. Less worrying and more observing, Lauren, I am certain we'll find our answers. Look, reader, Sherlock Holmes is right. The man in the rumpled raincoat and the woman with the kitschy camera are both in the store right now. What should we do? Do you want to interview them, detective? No, I do not. After observing the man in the rumpled raincoat, I have deduced. In other words, I have arrived at a conclusion about him based on what I have observed. The man in the rumpled raincoat is not our book thief. Wait, what? But what about the backpack he won't leave at the door? I'm sure he's stealing our books. And besides, he hasn't done anything since you arrived, except pick up his book on public speaking. How can you be so sure that he's not the culprit? It's elementary, dear bug. Follow me. Sir, would you mind giving us a few moments of your time? Uh, sure. But, uh, what is this all about? Mr. Dawson, or should I say Officer Dawson... I am a detective consulting with the proprietors of this bookshop to help them solve a mystery. A detective? But, but, how did you know my name? How do you know who I am? Deduction, dear sir. I observed that the title you recently purchased, The Art of Public Speaking, was being held for you behind the counter on a shelf marked with the letter D. And the empty space where it was held before you collected it is between the names Davidson and Dayton, leading me to deduce your last name, Dawson. And I can tell you are a police officer because you are wearing shiny black boots like the ones that police have been wearing for over 100 years. And the well-pressed blue pants underneath your rumpled raincoat also appear to be part of a police uniform. You wear the coat when you wish to hide your uniform. Incredible! That's some terrific detective work. Which police force did you say you were from? Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. I'm not a part of any police force, although I have consulted extensively with Scotland Yard in London. Lauren here had identified you as a possible suspect, but I have determined that you are not the culprit. You thought I was a suspect? You must admit that the crumpled raincoat that you wear over your uniform is a bit suspicious to the untrained eye. You are unmarried. No married man could wear a raincoat as rumpled as yours without the objection of their partner. And you have no children of your own, but you do have a young niece. How could you know? 
You purchased two children's picture books about police officers. Officer Buckle and Gloria and Chloe can be a police officer. Excellent choices for a young girl interested in becoming a police officer. And you are speaking to your niece's class about your career for career day, hence the urgent purchase of the art of public speaking. You've hit the nail on the head, Mr. Holmes, was it? Wait, Holmes? Sherlock Holmes? But that's impossible. Excuse me, I couldn't help but overhear your conversation. Are you a relative of the famous detective, Sherlock Holmes? You know, I'm a professional photographer, and I would love to take a picture of you. Would that be okay? Oh, no, my dear lady. You may be a fine amateur photographer, but my observations do not support your claim that you are a professional. So, is she the one who's been taking our books? She is not. Ma'am, you were also suspected of hiding books inside your bag. But I have concluded that you are also not the culprit. The book thief must have had means, motive, and opportunity to steal the books. We know all about that. You have had the opportunity to steal books on your numerous visits to the store, including the occasion where you remained in the store after it was closed for the night. And the large bag that you refuse to check provides the means by which you could have hidden the books. That's why I thought she was suspicious. I don't think we would have missed seeing her when we closed up unless she was hiding from us so she could spend time alone in the store figuring out the best way to steal the books. I must disagree, Lauren. This woman is not a thief. She is merely a narcoleptic. Narcoleptic? Yes. Narcolepsy is a sometimes severe medical condition characterized by overwhelming daytime drowsiness and sudden, unexpected attacks of sleep. But how could you possibly know that? Your camera. It is inexpensive because you are afraid that a more valuable one might be broken or stolen were you to suddenly fall asleep as a result of your condition. Well, yes, but... I also observed that you are wearing a rose gold teardrop pendant with a caduceus design etched on the front. Caduceus? The caduceus, a staff with two snakes coiled around it, is the magic wand that was carried by Hermes, the messenger of the Greek gods. It is also a symbol that was adopted by the medical department for the United States military. Based on that, I've deduced its modern-day meaning to be an alert for others that the wearer has a medical condition. In your case, I deduced that you suffered from narcolepsy when I observed you abruptly fall asleep while attempting to read a book. You are right about everything. The other side of my pendant says that I suffer from narcolepsy. You may both leave the store secure in the fact that I have eliminated you as suspects. The reading bubble closing in five minutes. Since neither the man with the rumpled raincoat nor the woman with the kitschy camera stole the books, we're right back where we started. We have no other suspects. What are we going to do now? We are not, as you say, back where we started. We have eliminated two suspects, and we now know a great deal more than when we started. We now know that the theft must be an inside job. All that is left for us to do 
is remain in the bookstore and continue observing. Remain in the store? For how long? All night, if we must. Although I suspect we'll have our answer sooner than that. Would someone please turn off all the lights to make the store appear closed and empty? Sure. Now we hide and observe this way. We'll hide behind the bookshelves. We have a caper, there's no doubt about it. Suspicious characters round every bend. Elementary not quite, twists and turns cause our plate. The clues pile up, there's a mystery to solve. A girl with a camera, man with rumpled coat. Who is the culprit? Who gets your vote? So many clues, none quite so clear. I'll eliminate factors to get to the truth. When one door closes, another one opens. Follow the clues, we'll figure it out. When we put our minds to it and work together. We can work it out Without a doubt There is no doubt that this is a tough one They wouldn't need me, could they solve it themselves? We'll find the thieves of the mystery Boom, and we save a bookstore from closing its doors Without my dear Watson, it's not all that simple I spoke with him, constantly working a case But reader, a bug, and Lauren, who sings How can they help with this sort of thing? When one door closes, another one opens Follow the clues, we'll figure it out When we put our minds to it and work together We can work it out Without a doubt Reading Bug, Reader, I'm scared. With the lights out, the store's getting darker and darker as the sun sets outside. And it seems like Detective Holmes is waiting for someone, or something, to show up and steal our books. Is it really a good idea to surprise a thief in the dark? You know, you're right. It could be dangerous. I've read several mysteries in the classic starts collection of The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. In The Red-Headed League, Sherlock Holmes confronts dangerous criminals who had dug a tunnel to enter a bank and steal a large shipment of gold. And even worse, in The Adventure of the Speckled Band, Mr. Holmes was almost poisoned by a swamp adder, the deadliest snake in India, while on a stakeout, just like this one. A uh, deadly snake? I'm really afraid of snakes, especially deadly ones. There is always an element of danger in detective work, but you have told me that it is essential to the bookstore's survival that we stop the flow of stolen books. It's up to you, Lauren, and you, reader. But I can't solve this mystery alone. I work best with an assistant, and my colleague Watson isn't here, so it needs to be you. Hey, what's that? What's what? Look, it's a small light darting around the store. Do you see it? And every time it moves, it makes it sound like a handbell being shaken. Yes, I see it too, Reading Bug. But what is that? I've never seen anything like it before. Especially not in my bookstore. That's because you're always in the store during the day, with the lights on. But what is it? Could it be a lightning bug? That light is most certainly not a lightning bug, which is also the common name for an insect known as a lampyridae. How can you be so sure, Mr. Holmes? Lightning bugs fly through the air, emitting a specific flashing pattern. Some male lightning bugs flash only once while others flash up to nine times. 
The light we see moving around is not a flashing light, so it cannot be a lightning bug. And, besides, lightning bugs do not jingle. Then what is it? I have a theory, based on my observations, but... I know. It is a mistake to theorize about a solution to a mystery before one has all of the data. Exactly. Best to wait and continue to observe. The answers will make themselves clear to us. What was that? I think it was just the sound of a book falling off of one of the bookshelves. It was? But how? We're all the way over here, and there's no one else in the store. Is there? Intriguing. Lauren, reader, look! There are dozens of people crawling and climbing out of the books that fell! Shh! Stay quiet! Those people don't look very nice. And I don't want them to discover us hiding here. They're dirty and mean-looking, with scraggly beards and crooked yellow-green teeth. Some are wearing wool caps that cover their ears, and others are wearing colorful bandanas. And I can see eye patches and hoop earrings. (gasps) Are those... And there's something in the middle of the crowd, too. Some of the people are carrying poles on their shoulders that are attached to some sort of chair. A chair attached to poles. Curious. That is called a litter. Or... A palanquin. Palanquins were used to carry royalty in ancient civilizations. The word palanquin can be traced to the Sanskrit word palianka, which means bed or couch. I wonder who is seated inside the litter. Whoever it is is wearing a fancy black hat with the brim turned up on three sides on top of a head of black hair coiled into long curls. He's wearing a red coat with gold buttons down the front and wide cuffs that are also trimmed with gold buttons and a fancy white shirt with large frills on the front and on the sleeves. And reader, look! There, where his right hand should be, is a large metal hook. Captain James Hook, the pirate villain of J.M. Barry's Peter Pan, just as I had theorized. But Captain Hook is just a fictional character. He isn't real. Any good detective knows that seeing is believing, believing is knowing, and knowing beats unknowing and the unknown. The question is not whether Captain Hook and his pirates exist. We can all see them, can't we? The question is why they are here, with us, in the Reading Bug bookstore. Quiet now. They are approaching us, and I do not yet want to be discovered. Yo ho! Yo ho! A pirate's life for me. Yo ho, yo ho, I love to break blue sea. We're rough and tough and mean and bad. But we never make the captain bad. We get our pleasure from buried treasure. A pirate's life for me. Yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. Yo ho, yo ho, I love the bright blue sea. Today we found a special treat, a girl to fix us food to eat. We'll loot some ships and shake our hips, a pirate's life for me. Did you hear that? The pirates sang about Hook capturing a girl. Could it be Wendy, darling, the girl from Peter Pan? I'm pretty sure it is Wendy. Look, behind the litter, carrying Hook... I see a girl with brown hair dressed in a white nightgown. Her hands are tied with a rope, and so are the hands of the two boys in white nightshirts walking next to her. 
The tall boy is wearing a black top hat, and the smaller one is carrying a cuddly brown bear. They must be her brothers, John and Michael. A vast belay. When I appeared, through fear, the Wendy girl I overtook. Not was left but to surrender once she had shaken claws with hook. Once Peter's ferry has filled our bags with slathers of stories, we shall return to the Jolly Roger for story time. I refuse to read any more stories to you and your crew unless you set my brothers and me free. My dear Mistress Wendy, I am sure you will decide to read to us when you see your brothers walking the plank. Lady Tinkerbell, please stop your bothersome jingling and come down here immediately. With just a sprinkle of your fairy dust, we can carry this behemoth bounty of books back with us. Don't delay or object. We need to get back to the Jolly Roger before your friend Peter Pan discovers that you were the one who brought Wendy and her brothers to me instead of protecting them as he had instructed you to do. That's it! Captain Hook has been stealing books from the store for Wendy to read to his pirate crew for story time! Yes, my theory appears to be correct. But wait! We have to stop him! But how? Wendy, Michael, and John are in real danger, and so is this bookstore if Hook gets away with all of those books. <laughs> Who are you, stranger? Speak! I am James Hook, captain of the Jolly Roger. You are not. You are not. Brimstone and gall, say that again, I'll cast an anchor in you. If you are Hook, come tell me. Who am I? A codfish. Only a codfish. A codfish? Have we been captained all this time by a codfish? And if so, what does that make us? Starkey, a crew that has been captained by a codfish is nothing more than a bunch of lazy, lily-livered land lovers. I'm starting to smell a stinky stench, me. I'm smelling it too. And do you know why? When a codfish captain goes bad, he starts to sting. Hook, have you another name? Aye, aye. Boy? Aye, aye. Ordinary boy? No. Wonderful boy? Yes. Smee, who is this ignorant impersonator? I don't know, Captain. Oh, 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 oh. Can't guess, can't guess. Do you give up? Yes, yes, we give yes, up. Yes, yes, we stand aside. Up. Well then, I am Peter Pan. Oh, 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 oh. Now we have him. Catch the scurvy dog so that we may finally see who is the best man after all. Pan, I challenge you to a duel. Smee, throw Pan the dullest sword we have and hand me the sharpest one. Aye, aye, Captain, here they are. Oh, Peter, do be careful. Bullies like Hook don't fight fair. Oh, I can hardly watch. Oh, but you must, dear girl. The captain looks tired, and his breathing is heavy. But Pan still looks hale and hearty. It's time for reinforcements! If Hook can't be Peter by himself, we'll have to jump into the fray. Don't worry, Captain! If you can't beat Peter in a fair fight, we will help you beat him in a foul one. Three men on 
one will turn the odds in your favor, Captain. Yeah, yeah, get him. We're feeding him now. It won't be much longer. We'll have pants soon enough. Get him, get him. John, Michael, Tink, Peter can't hold on much longer now that Hook's pirates have joined the fight. Reading bug, reader, it's Peter Pan versus all of those pirates now. He can't possibly beat them all. We have to help. But how? We'd be no match for a rowdy crew of pirates either. I believe I have the answer. What we need is one more character from the book. But the book is over there, with the pirates. We couldn't possibly reach it without them seeing us. Yes, I have deduced the same thing and concluded that our only option is to become the missing character ourselves. Become the missing character? But how? By play acting, of course. Do you know what sound a clock makes? Uh, yes. It makes a tick-tock, tick-tock sound. Correct. For my plan to work, we must all make that sound together. Like so. Can you join me, please? What is that? Do you hear it, Smee? Do you hear it? The crocodile! A vast ye! All hands on deck! Save me! Save me! But, Captain, what about Peter Pan? Forget about that scurvy dog. He'll be here for us to fight another day. Faster, men! Raise the litter above your heads. The ticking tyrant will soon be nipping at your heels. Head for the book, and from there to Neverland and our ship. If we make it back, we'll weigh anchor and hoist the mizzen, never to return to this perilous place again. <laughs> it worked! Just as I deduced it would. Captain James Hook has but one fear, that the crocodile that consumed his right hand will return to devour the rest of him. And because the crocodile once swallowed a clock, Captain Hook can always hear the crocodile approaching with a sound. What a great idea to pretend that we were the TikTok croc, Detective Holmes. And it didn't take long at all. Once they heard our ticking and talking, the pirates hurried Captain Hook back into the book as fast as their peg legs could carry them. They don't seem to realize that the real crocodile is still inside. <laughs> Wendy, John, Michael, Tink, whoever thought to set the crocodile free, it was a brilliant idea. Although I'm sure I could have beaten all those pirates eventually. Shall we also hurry home to Neverland? Oh, Peter, yes, it's time for all of us to head back to our book. But once we are back inside, the boys and I will not be going back to Neverland with you. We miss our parents and our dog, Nana, and we need to go back home to them. We have loved being a part of your story, but it's time for us to go back home, where our story will continue. Hmm. I'll take you back to your home, but I won't say goodbye. Goodbye means going away, and going away means forgetting. Don't worry, Peter. I will never forget you, just like I'm sure that our parents haven't forgotten us. Reading bug? Reader? I think we saved the day, even though neither Captain Hook, Peter Pan, or Wendy even realized we were there. We saved Wendy, John, Michael, Tinkerbell, and Peter Pan from Captain Hook, and we solved the mystery of the missing books. Captain Hook and his band of pirates were stealing them so that Wendy could read them stories. Reading bug? Reader? I guess we're not the only people who love books.
For all their faults, you can't blame pirates for loving story time. I guess even Hook and his pirates discovered there is more treasure in books than in all the pirates' loot in Neverland. A job well done by all, I must admit. Though I had deduced who the book thief might be, it was still a bit of a surprise to actually see Captain James Hook emerge from the fallen book. This bookstore really is a magical place, and I'm glad we were able to keep you from having to close it. And with that, it appears that my job here is done. It is time for me to return to London, as there are many more mysteries there for me to solve. Thank you for your help, Mr. Holmes. You really helped make this an adventure to remember. Depend upon it. There comes a time when for every edition of knowledge you forget something that you knew before. It is of the highest importance, therefore, not to have useless facts elbowing out the useful ones. Uh, right. Now let's see about getting you back to London. We've had a big adventure within our book bag, and I think we saved the day. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, book bag. Now it's time to fly away. Detective Holmes, thank you so much for solving the mystery of the missing books and helping save our bookstore. You are most welcome, Lauren, reader, reading bug. And thank you for making my day most interesting, most interesting indeed. I abhor the dull routine of ordinary existence and thrive on mental stimulation. That is why I chose my particular profession, solving mysteries. Give me problems, give me work, and I am in my own proper atmosphere. Remember, you are always welcome at 221B Baker Street just as long as you bring me a mystery to solve. Perhaps a cup of tea before I go? Thank you so much, Mr. Holmes, but it's time for us to get back home to our friends and families. In that case, I bid you adieu. Continue on in your pursuit of knowledge. Reader, if you loved today's adventure like I did and want to continue your pursuit of knowledge by reading more books about Sherlock Holmes and other mysteries, you can read any of the books in my book bag. A complete list can be found at thereadingbug.com slash adventures. Thank you for all your help on today's adventure, reader. We couldn't have solved the mystery of the missing books or saved the bookstore without your help. When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane. Build a house with a giant crane Whatever you do, one thing will be true There's nothing you can't do You can see it through Just by being you Cause you're a reader, you're a leader You're ready to learn about everything As you grow, you'll show this world that you can be anything You could sing your way into a Broadway show Don't let anyone tell you no Whatever you do, one thing will be true There's nothing you can't do You can make your dreams come true Just by being you
Thank you so much for adventuring with me and the reading bug today. In just a minute, I'll play music for us to color to. And I can't wait to see you next time for another reading bug adventure. Bye-bye. Bye. It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too. The reading bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Scholastic and their awesome collection of Acorn Books, an early reader series for pre-K through second grade with subjects that will excite and engage every new reader. Oh, hi, Lauren. I didn't see you there. Wow, Reading Bug, it's no wonder you didn't see me. That's an enormous pile of books you've got there. This? Yeah, I'm trying to read every single one of these books from Scholastic's Acorn Collection before dinner, but I think I may have gotten in over my head. I'll say, that's a lot of reading, Reading Bug. It sure is. I'm practicing my fluency and comprehension while reading these adorable acorn books. And what's really cool is that there are lots of different series in the collection. There's a grumpy crab in the Krabby series, race cars in Racing Ace, and a hedgehog and a guinea pig friendship in Hello Hedgehog. And those are just the ones I've read. Acorn books are so funny, and they're the perfect length for me, and any reader who's just learning to love reading. That's so fun. I think my favorite series in the acorn books are the Princess Truly ones. Princess Truly? I haven't read those books yet. Princess Truly is a girl with magical, sparkling, curly hair who can do anything she sets her mind to. And she always uses her bravery and curiosity to dream big, no matter the adventure. The Acorn series is for beginning readers and it's just a step below the Branches series that get into longer chapters. Yes, yes, yes. You got it, Lauren. I'm really enjoying the Acorn series. And when I'm done, I'll move on to a little higher level with Dragon Masters. Press start and others. You can find them all at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Thank you to Scholastic for their ongoing support of our podcast. And thanks to all of our individual sponsors. If you're interested in becoming a patron, please visit our page at patreon.com slash readingbugadventures. Thank you for listening to Reading Bug Adventures. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. This episode was performed by me, Chloe, Diane, John, Jack, and Brandon Savage and Matthew, Jason, Shannon, and Dan Shern. Music is by me and Joe Murphy. Sound mixing and mastery is by Resonate Recordings. The Reading Bug is our family-owned independent children's bookstore in California, and we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription service at readingbugbox.com. Thank you. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? (laughs) We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) 
new episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts, search for the family road trip trivia podcast.